0: Gunnar Sizem, and you are listening to Breathe In, a Cystic Fibrosis Podcast, presented by the Boomer Sizem Foundation and GunnarSizem This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a Cystic Fibrosis Podcast are that of Gunnar Sizem, Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Sizem Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, it's Gunnar Esiason, and we are back for uh, another episode of Breathe In Podcast, a very special episode, I might add, because guess what? It is NACFS c day at a CFC week and I 'm joined as always by Leah and Tiffany and then we also have Amy joining us today if you 've been reading our Ooh. drug Development Wednesday blogs, uh, you may know who Amy is, uh, and she is here to join us on today 's podcast um, so today what we 're going to talk about is uh, what we watched a little bit uh, a little bit earlier on the NFC uh, ACFC live stream and also what we 're looking forward to um, so let's just jump right into it, guys. Uh, I know you guys watched the live stream as long as as along with me. Uh, you know, what what did you guys take away from the first session?
1: I took a lot of things. So I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it comes down to just adherence with patients. I know yes. people don't like the word compliant or adherent, really, but every patient's different. Every patient is yeah. going to do their treatments differently. Mm-hmm. One method of treatment is gonna work better for one patient, yes. another method is gonna work better for another. So yeah. I think this session kind of showed that, that there is no real rhyme or reason for what works
2: best overall because each patient mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. You that's kind really of what I took
1: away from the yeah. entire thing.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I took away too, especially with the breathing treatments, the what the Order of them, what you should do. Um, mm-hmm. I always was a, one way of doing my steroid. Then I, the last thing I would do was my antibiotic. So that's how it helped me. Other people are different. It's gonna work different in every case. Everybody is different with CF, as we know. Everybody's right. uh, mutations. Everything is different with <laughs> every case. So. That's what I've taken away from that, is that you can't standardize one thing for every single case.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think um, we're talking specifically about the, the quote-unquote treatment debate yeah. um, yes. session. And, uh, Amy, I, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, you know, w- w- what what is the order in which you do your treatments, and did you take anything away from that session?
3: yeah i mean i think um it really highlights the fact that there is no one right way just to to echo what everyone else said i mean i personally do my uh nebulized or inhaled antibiotics and then the steroid afterwards but Mm, never never even thought to question it um and i think that's one of the benefits of patients having access to this information is we get to kind of be a part of the discussion um you know the cf foundation talks about co-production And what better way to get patients to be able to understand and maybe have a dialogue about, you know, hey, what's the information behind this? What what studies have been done? So I found it to be
0: really informative. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I think uh, this is an interesting thing because – um, the live stream is new for NACFC. <laughs> at least this kind of live stream, where we can participate. And for those of you who may not know, NACFC is being live streamed. At least a, a, you know a certain number of sessions are, which is a bit disappointing because it's not really the entire thing. It's just kind of like a, a glimpse at what NACFC has to offer. But there is audience participation, right? We were all voting in polls, and we were asking questions, and we were actually interacting with the presenters. Uh, but you know, but it was virtual. Um, and yeah. it. I, you know, I've always said that, and you guys may or may not agree here, that NACFC is missing a huge part of mm-hmm. of the conference. And you know, there's, there's a blatant lack of patients, right? There's a huge right. lack of patients at NACFC because mm-hmm. of the issues of cross-infection. And, and it's really just not a right. safe place for people to see it. makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. No, know, definitely. And, I mean, you'll run into an issue if you have all these CFers, you know, yeah. mingling in this same area. So I think – This does eliminate the problem of that, that you can tune in at home at your convenience while you're doing your treatment or, you know, doing your daily life like what I was doing. But you it's also cool that you can interact because I wasn't expecting that aspect of it. I was Mm -hmm. just expecting to pull it up, watch it, you know, write down my thoughts and then kind of talk it out with all of you later. But you were actually able to participate in the polls that they had there and you were able to ask questions and you were able to Mm -hmm. boost the questions that yeah. other people asked yeah, that you thought cool. were most relevant, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I like the fact that you're actually interacting and you're not just a bystander, just kind yeah, of... just sitting there watching. Walk, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that and being able to voice your own opinion too and be able to chat and see what other people were thinking as well and their questions, which is cool.
0: You know, yeah. I... Yeah, I, th- I think... Um, it was a cool way of doing it for sure, and I'm excited okay. to continue doing it. Uh, you know, tomorrow and then also again on yeah. Saturday. Um, but you know, what what I think was is you know is I guess most inclusive, and we can get back to the actual substance of what we saw today. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Is is, it is they are trying to include patients, right? But, yes. Right. They're not doing a good enough job, in my opinion. Right? I I think that there's still a long way to go. And you know, the thing we always hear from CFF is that you know people don't want to be involved in NACFC, or they don't want to watch NACFC, or that NACFC was created without the patients in mind. Right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that was 30 years ago, but now all of a sudden people are living longer, and we're making we're making it to higher education. So you know, I think we do we do have the right to be involved. And I know, Amy, you've been very vocal about this. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not shy for those who know me, but, um, you know, I actually borrowed from the uh, the cancer um, society for, you know, some patient advocacy groups of the term, nothing about us without us. You know, mm-hmm. what a concept that there's a whole conference of people, um, whether they're clinicians, whether they're researchers um, that are all discussing a disease that we all have and we're right. not involved. Um, right. You know, we have, uh, I think, every right is patients and um, it should be encouraged. Patients are the most mm-hmm. underutilized resource in healthcare, care, um, especially with CF, with, you know, 99 percent of our care being on our own. What we do every day um, without anyone else involved, uh, the ability to, to have information to have an exchange um, is invaluable. It's 2018. We yeah. should be, you know, grateful to be involved. It should be yeah. kind of the baseline standard. So um, okay. this is a nice
0: first step. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is a first step. That's what this is. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this being expanded. And I know CFF's response to a lot of this is to have their research con, which will be coming up in a couple of months. And you know, you can definitely be involved um, if you if you want to do that. Um, but at, you're right. NACFC is is a is a celebration of cystic fibrosis and how far we've come in the world of cystic fibrosis. And it, it just seems crazy that the patient perspective is missing. Um, yeah. now, I mean, right. when I say patient perspective, I mean, you know, our presence, the hallways, the water cooler talks, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, Leah, you actually presented at NACFC last night, didn't you?
1: Yes, I did. And, Which what
0: was what pretty did you cool. You what know? did you talk about? <laughs>
1: Honestly, so it was for a PT session. So it was a bunch of PTs from all over in one room, kind of talking about different mechanisms that really work for, you know, retraining breathing and just the proper mechanics that people with CF need in order to thrive. Um, so it was cool because the PT that I see weekly, she was presenting along with the person that she actually learned the techniques that she uses on me from, who has actually never worked with anyone with CF. Um, we really tried to hook her up with someone in the L.A. area to yeah. go see her, but it kind of just shows you that, People with CF have so much going on that adding that one extra thing sometimes can be difficult. So it was kind of me explaining my point of view to other PTs, what was beneficial for me, what worked, what didn't work. And then there was a portion where, you know, they kind of walked me through, you know, I was almost like a live demo. And they walked me through different things and kind of showed okay, she's doing this correctly, or she's not doing this correctly. Uh Thankfully, we've retrained my brain how to breathe and cough and huff the proper way. So (laughs) it was cool to actually hear from the person that developed these mechanisms and then realize that, wow, this did actually work. So that's kind of what it was. It was a very long um, session. So, you know, I don't think it was available live, but it, it was really cool to be a part of.
2: I'm sure it helped, especially people that are on our Instagram always ask about the PT.
1: They do.
2: It's a huge um, topic of Salty Sisters, that PT, because it's helped Leah so much. And then me post-transplant has helped me tremendously. So I think that really helped the PTs around the nation know that this is going to help other people CF, so it should be available to CF patients
1: it's just at this point in time, not every CF clinic has yeah. the resources to exactly. give patients access to this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're working on, you know, is broadening, yeah, you know, the PTs out there in terms of teaching them these different techniques so that there should be at least one resource at every clinic, so. in my opinion. And I think yeah. with time, we'll get there, but we're not there, you know? Yeah. You're but de- I think we help step to, towards that.
0: You're definitely yeah. you're, you're definitely right. You know, there, you know, no two CF clinics are equal, um, which, right. I, which I think is a strength and a weakness in, mm-hmm. in CF, right? Because, you know, it's different uh, you know, having different standards and sets of eyes and, and that kind of thing is valuable to people. You know, you don't want to have a single stream of information. I know, Amy, you always give me a hard time about this. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, a, uh, a a standard clinical care guideline is also very important. And I think... Right. You know, what we're seeing, at least the, the theme that I'm seeing around the first day, you know, you're, you're talking about PT, the, the the session that we all just watched, the treatment debate, had a big, you know, mm-hmm. uh, aspect of exercise in it. And yes, then okay. later on today, at, you know, during the, uh, the 4 o'clock session, there's the, the healthy habits and the mental health mm-hmm. through sleep, exercise, and nutrition um, uh-huh. topic. So it, it, to me, <clears throat> it seems like, in a good way, modulators aren't the, the focus of okay. NACFC this year. You no. know, we, we've been talking mm-hmm. about that for, like, however many years we we know they work right there's no surprise that <laughs> yeah, right. that the, that the yeah. modulators are going to work and they're going to help people with cf yes. it's all about what else you know what else is there right
1: yeah mm-hmm. exactly. i also think it's like what else is out there to help maintain patients now you know because a lot of these things are not available to a lot of us yeah so well, it's just important to you know have things yeah. that we can use as resources right now yeah. and i think patients having access to this live stream allows us to kind of see the different things that are out there and maybe put in the back of our minds like, okay, this isn't working for me, yeah. let me try this, you know? Yeah. so.
2: And well, the topic of the the mobile vest, um, yes. yeah, that was a big topic. And I think I was mm-hmm. really interested in hearing about that because I've never used it. You guys have, but I haven't. So I was really interested in what kind of research they did and stuff, so that was really a big topic for me to listen to.
3: I think the value from a 30,000 foot level, I mean, not not to be repetitive, but um, it's just kind of this dissemination of information, right, I mean, there are these guidelines that the CF Foundation puts out, and by the time the guidelines come out, that means there were years before that of research, of um, waiting on publication, I mean, so many things. And unfortunately, with CF, time is not on our side, so the ability to get this information whether it's not published, but it's still yeah. to spur a dialogue. Maybe Definitely. some CF centers aren't so pro the portable vest, or maybe some mm-hmm. patients didn't even know about it. So now they can have a dialogue, or mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe something along the lines of exercise. You know, hey, um, yeah. you know, I've been doing my treat yeah, my vest. I thought that was enough. This mm-hmm. study looks like maybe you know, adding on some more exercise could be helpful. Um, just being able to have that that more information is uh, is only going to be helpful in helping us live longer, um, better Absolutely. quality lives.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we just had a comment on the Facebook Live from Janelle, and Janelle said my mm-hmm. clinic in CF, uh, my my clinic in Chicago rather, is trying to make PT a part of the cystic fibrosis patients' regime if consistent mm-hmm. exercise is not part of the, in the individual's routine currently. Mm-hmm. And you know that goes mm-hmm. to the point that you know Leah, you were talking about that last night. You know, I've -hmm. I've never even been presented with the idea of physical therapy, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe because it's because I am so active and I exercise a big part of my life. You know, I'm playing hockey, I exercise quite regularly. Um, But, you know, prior to to meeting you and and talking, you know, with you, I I never really even heard of that as a possibility for people with CF. And, you know, I think, you know, to Amy's point here, you know, it Waiting for these things to be publica- you know, published, or you know, waiting for these things to become a standard of care is wasted time when you have a progressive illness. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, if you hear people just talking about it in in a giant place like this, you know, I, I think it's um it's it's very it's incredibly valuable. So you know, Leah, thank you for sharing your story last night at NACFC, mm-hmm. and that. I and I think those kinds of things are uh, enormously important um, at, mm-hmm. at at these kinds of things, and also yeah. their. Um, they're, they're just so, uh, they, they need more of it. And CFC in my mm-hmm. opinion, right? They need, they need more of those patient perspectives because mm-hmm. the, the, uh, you know, the qualitative aspect of CF care is just as important.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think when you hear from patients, it's even more powerful because it really brings to light what you're doing as a provider. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is actually how it. I don't know, manifests in a patient. And then hearing that patient's perspective, it really justifies like what we're doing, it's working. It's a good thing, you know, this could really benefit other people. And I think that kind of lights a spark that other providers and different people, you know, in the CF world will then start, you know, broadening it out to other centers. And you know Mm
2: -hmm. what I mean? So I think that is very important. Yeah. Also I think seeing having CF patients see you (laughs) or other patients tell their story and how this has helped them gives them more hope as well and helps them want to go do it Mm -hmm. and help Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah. You know yeah. now I, I want to change this conversation. I want to direct it back to what we saw today, and I want to like continue mm-hmm. the debate that we saw happen before us uh, yeah. in the session and The debate was about treatment, treatments and uh, whether or not exercise is a comparable one to one exchange for airway clearance, mm-hmm. um, what the best form of exercise is yeah. for airway clearance, what you guys do in that in that space and if you guys even right. think exercise is that valuable, I, I personally do I think exercise is incredibly I valuable. But I, I, wouldn't,
1: I think it's so
0: valuable. I, I I would definitely not go as far to say that it's a one-to-one exchange for airway clearance. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't I
1: think, think it is. Do do it it I, you know,
0: I consider what... Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I forget the woman who's presenting, but she said that, you know, the, the, the person from Australia... The, uh, I, I think by the by way, was by way, a lot of North Americans so far yeah, at the tired. North American right. System got Gybrosis CF yeah. Conference. Yeah. Right. Um, I was loving all the accents. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think uh, she, you know, they made a good point about it, saying that they did generally see people do better when they did a form of airway clearance and then exercised after it It kind of corroborates what uh martin was talking about when we had him on the podcast earlier during Uh you know with the monarch vest he said Mm -hmm. that he always recognizes that if he does his monarch before he exercises he knows that his mucus clearance is significantly improved that's sort of a Mm -hmm. you know a a qualitative analysis right but you know i want to know what you guys think we'll go we'll go through all this individually first amy we'll start with you then tiffany then leah Sure.
3: Um, I mean, I think uh, I'm probably the least athletic person you will ever meet on the planet. I mean, it really takes (laughs) anything and everything to uh, reach myself up by the bootstraps to exercise. And I'm I'm lucky enough to have a few um, people I know with CF that exercise quite a bit that really, that really push me. I mean, I speak to them mostly on a day. You know. Areas of my airways that I don't think I could doing traditional treatments. It's not a replacement in my mind. Um, mm. I think it's kind of the one plus one equals four, you know, type of like additive um, benefit. So, um, and I think again, you know, to talk about the live stream to see the science behind it and to understand how some sorts of uh, some of the airway clearance techniques, you know, mobilize mucus from the from the exterior airways or the smaller airways, and then you know, move things. Yeah, it's just. Knowing that and understanding what's going on in my body, it only further motivates me to, um, to do exercise and my treatments. So yeah. it was great.
2: Yeah, so when I had to do treatments and I had all that mucus, I always, <laughs> you know, and don't do that anymore, guys. <laughs> it's a very nice thing. You know, hashtag new lungs. Okay. So when I had to do that, I felt that exercise was very key. I always made sure that I did was active. And even to the point when I was very, very sick, I did a little bit of something because I did feel that having my vest plus exercise did help a lot with all that mucus. It was very thick at that time and it was hard to get out. But And there was a lot of it. So I felt if I was moving, Plus, doing my best, I did my best probably three to four times a day, and that was a lot for someone with CF. But I was able to get it all out, and when I went and moved, I got a whole bunch of stuff out, and it was amazing. So it made you feel a lot better. So I feel that if you implement exercise with your um, vest, it'll be very um, good you know, get all that stuff out. Um, So I don't think you should do one or the other. I think you should do both together for sure.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, I've tried it all, you know, like I've tried every every through which way to do this stuff. And I can tell you exercise by itself does not work. You know what I mean? I think for people that have mild disease and their lung function is really high. Yeah, it could be that could be a thing. You know, but in my situation, that doesn't work. And I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of patients, it doesn't. Um, They really talked a lot about, you know, just focusing on the patient and what the patient's willing to do. Because a lot of times, yes, I'm very compliant with doing my treatments and whatever. Some patients, you know, life gets in the way and they're not able to do their best twice a day. But they might Mm -hmm. be willing to do the acapella in the car or, you know, something to that degree. So I think a lot of it comes down to figuring out what works best Mm -hmm. for that patient. Um, I also, I mean, when I've traveled before, if I'm going somewhere for a night and I'm feeling pretty good, I will use exercise over my vest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll go, I'll exercise, but that means running on the treadmill for like a half hour while monitoring my heart rate. And then when I'm done, I think the key is you need to huff. You need to do breathing exercises. You need to do like autogenic drainage or something to that degree that move that mucus. I think a lot of people think, okay, if I exercise and I cough a bunch, that's just the same as doing your vest. Right. If that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, I think you have to have something along with the exercise for it to be effective in that Mm -hmm. way for
0: sure. Yeah, you you're totally right. Yeah. You know, I think there's I, I think there's like a misnomer out there that people are equating uh exercise and huff coughing and airway clearance with with the wrong things. Like there's really no standard, you know, equivalency. And I mm-hmm. think the um the, the the woman from Australia who was talking about that made made a few good points. She she was saying how um you know, there's uh that there, there're there weren't enough studies that you could really cite. Yeah. Right? There wasn't enough like discussion or enough like looking into the, that topic, and I thought that's like super concerning, right? We've known yeah. exercise is very we know an exercise is very important in CF for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I haven't, I why haven't Why haven't they looked at? It? She was citing articles from the eighties. Like that's you know,
1: that,
0: I wasn't even round think around think in the
1: eighties. <laughs> I knew, but when you think about it, how easy is it to really compare patients in that sense? Because it's like. Every patient is so different. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do you compare them in a yeah. sense of exercise? I don't know how you do that because I just feel like every person's so different.
2: But well, yeah. that might just be in my it, Well, it depends on if you're mild, moderate, you know, severe as well. You put them in groups, right. I guess. I don't. Yeah. It's hard to see, think about that, um, how you would actually compare. But I think you would have to put them in groups like that. That's all I could think of
3: large cohort yeah i think yeah. she mentioned you know statistical
2: significance and mm-hmm. uh,
3: yeah having a large enough study yeah making sure wasn't it point, like, yeah
2: wasn't it 125 you needed or something like that i forget the what.
3: bare minimum yeah bare but, minimum. yeah but what type of exercise i mean i know that was discussed at the live stream as well um bicycling may not be the same thing as kind of the you know thorax vibration. I think she mentioned of, uh, running. So, um, yeah, it has to be something standardized, but I agree with you, Gunnar. It's I'm very surprised with the resources that are available that studies haven't been done. It's,
0: uh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. I mean, my, my big takeaway from what she was talking about though, was the, the fact about sufficient ventilation for there to be Mm new experience, right? That means like people had to be able to take in enough oxygen for it to actually work. So that means if you have very Mm -hmm. severe illness, you may not get as much out of exercise as somebody who's healthy, right? So, I mean, that exactly. kind of that, that makes a lot of sense. i never really thought about it that way. That's not to say that people who are very sick or people who are maybe in end stage or whatever exercise isn't worth it for them. That, that's not that's not at all what she was saying. They were talking about right. the, you know mucus clearance and and that kind of thing. And I also think that corroborates this misnomer out there that it's okay to. Exercise with the like the restrictive oxygen masks. That is like mm-hmm. the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in yeah. my life. Like the people who yeah, do that, I I just like it, it, it like blows my mind that people out there right. promoting people with see have to be training with the restrictive oxygen masks. It's just it's right. completely insane. And I, you know, she, the, the 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 woman from Australia was really validating a lot of the, a lot of my feelings in the fact mm-hmm. that yeah. Exercise is important at all parts of cystic fibrosis, but you have to remember you've got to utilize what you have and one of those things is you know if you have good lungs you've got to utilize them because they 're going to work harder and they 're going to be able to pump out the, you know the air and you know, clear, the, clear that mucus um, and then the other big thing that I took away from that session was that um, running you know proved to be probably one of the more effective forms of airway clearance, something that i Mm-hmm. You know, not not super shocking, but also something mm-hmm. that I hate hearing because I because uh, of how much I hate running, and I'm sure <laughs> you guys don't like it either. I don't
1: think anyone <laughs> likes it, or at least not I don't. I don't know. I do it though. I don't like it. Yeah. It's the hardest.
2: Like, well, it really <laughs> is. It just feels defeating. <laughs> you know,
3: yeah. it kind of does. I and mean, it, yeah. it,
2: well, when I did it the first time after having. New lungs. It was kind of cool. <laughs> Just saying. I, I kind of enjoyed it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, she's like, my legs
1: hurt. I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I gotta say, like, you know, I, I've been doing the running <laughs> thing for I don't know, maybe a year and a half now, and I'm yet to hit the runner's high. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I, it is like it's it, it still proves yeah. to be elusive. Yeah.
2: yeah. Go when I was thought. younger,
1: I would get that, but I don't get that anymore. I feel like when we were
2: younger, I used to love it a lot of things and <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: like it anymore but I do it you know I um, before we kind of close up here uh, mm-hmm. I want to know what we're looking forward to most about uh, mm-hmm. uh, to learn from NACFC you know what what I want to we'll go through again we'll go around the circle and yeah. we'll all talk about what we're looking forward to most because um, we have we have a couple days we still have another half day here today um, mm-hmm. from NACFC, and, and that doesn't have to include just a live stream. It can be everything, right? Because as soon as, right. as NACFC, NACFC ends, we'll have access to a lot of stuff that was presented either once it's um, published or uh, CFF puts it on in their archives. Um right. So, so mm-hmm. what are you guys looking forward to most?
2: Um I think... I love nutrition, so I really am interested to hear about what they're talking about, especially since it's been a big topic on the podcast about how long time ago nutrition wasn't – it was like eat what you want, whatever, anything you can eat. And now we're kind of thinking about the clean eating and doing all that to get our calories and get our nutrition and absorb it all. So I think that's something that I'm really interested in to hear and um, just see if – um, airway clearance and all that stuff is just really interesting to me. So I think those are two things that I'm really interested in.
0: Who's next? You can go next, Amy. You're up.
3: (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Um, I think (laughs) the, uh, the live streams that I'm looking, um, that I'm most interested in is the, the partnering, um, that's going on. I mean, I think it's such a hot topic in healthcare in general, but CF as well. Um, kind of the whole paternalistic, view of physicians and providers is really out the window. The internet has really kind of leveled the playing field between physicians and uh, um, patients, and especially with a chronic illness, um, you know, those of us, you know, that are alive for longer, really have become (laughs) (laughs) experts. I think that would be fantastic. And then of course, interesting uh, topics that aren't going to be live streamed, unfortunately, but, Let's see, the ABCs of treating ABPA, um, I think aspergillus and fungal infections are um, yeah. kind of fall by the wayside sometimes in CF care, so I'll look forward to that being posted. I think they said December, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to wait a while, but yeah.
2: Oh, wow,
1: that's a long time.
2: Yeah, that is a long time. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> a live stream. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's your turn here. Yeah,
1: yeah. okay. He's I safe. didn't know if you wanted to go, Gunnar, okay? Um, I would have to agree with both of you on just being excited about all those topics. I also think one of the topics that isn't talked enough about, and I'm happy that they are going to bring light to it, is just the whole mental illness aspect of CF, because I do think there are are so many patients out there battling with that. And it's just kind of like pushed to the wayside, like it's just like, okay, well, We need to focus more on your lungs right now because that's the issue at hand when really if you kind of, you know, help correct that problem, Mm -hmm. you're going to have better results in your overall health. So I'm happy that that is an issue they're finally bringing to light and they're going to talk about. And it's a live stream that's available for patients so patients can tune into that and see, you know, what providers are thinking, you know, what their direction is with that. So I think that's a great resource that we will be able to tune into. Yeah, for sure.
0: You're absolutely right. You know, I think what I'm looking forward to most here uh, is, you know, I think all three plenaries are uh, really great. Um, They they have uh, a really number of good topics there uh, from – uh, let's see what we have. Uh, improving outcomes of infections in the age of the CFTR modulators, right? You know mm-hmm. our infections are not yeah. getting not necessarily getting better here. Um, sure. I also think I that um, anti anti inflammatories. That's also another mm-hmm. one that I'm looking forward to because I yes. have, I have a hell of a lot of inflammation. I can tell you that much. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think so. I'm, I'm most most uh, looking forward to that um, yeah. of of anything especially. Right. And, and then, like you, Leah, uh, <laughs> the mental health uh, aspect of it uh, this year at NACFC, um, I think uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation's clinical care, care lines of m- mental health care are totally outdated. They are horrendous. Mm-hmm. They need, right. They need to yeah. rip those up and start them over, right? Because they don't, right. they don't even have the appropriate mental health tools tools for us to you know effectively cope with cystic fibrosis and that has been overlooked Mm -hmm. for far too long so i'm excited that they're going to be addressing this um and in fact we're going to have darcy uh my girlfriend Mm -hmm. she's going to be on the uh these live streams with us tomorrow and saturday um Mm -hmm. and she's going to all the mental health care uh she's in denver right now and she's going to all the mental health care sessions um as a you know a uh a social worker she's an lmsw so uh you know i'm excited to get her perspective on this i know she's been she's pretty excited she's been all over me already. It's been half a day, and I've gotten about a thousand text messages. I told her she had to relax and pay attention. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for her to, to join the podcast she just tomorrow.
1: Cares Gunner, <laughs> yeah, she
0: does. CF cares. Yeah, you know, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for her to join the podcast tomorrow. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of good stuff, and I'm excited that you know, yes, the modulators are all very exciting for all of us. But mm-hmm. I love that they're going in a sort of a different direction this year because yeah. you know we. We all know what they are, and we know that they work very well, and we hope that we all have access to them here in, in, in you know, within the next year or so. Um, Great. Right. But before we end here, let's, I'll go through some of the comments that we've gotten so far uh, on our stream here. Um, one, uh, you know, what particular parts of mental health are you looking forward to most? Uh, Lauren asks, uh, when is the mental health sessions? And to answer that, they're kind of ongoing. Um, there's a lot of mental health sessions that are really sort of just going on. If you want to watch a live stream, there's the Healthy Habits one uh, later Mm -hmm. this afternoon at 4 o'clock. That's that's one of the live streams. And I I think that I – just what I want to get most from the mental health (laughs) – uh, sessions and what we're <clears throat> talking about in the mental health world is just effective tools, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Darcy, definitely. you know, she'll speak about this more tomorrow, I'm sure. But she was at a session this morning where a doctor was claiming that uh, you know a specific kind of uh, mental health treatment specific for people with CF was actually improving lung function and it was helping people with their sense. CF compliance. So uh, I'm excited to hear her talk about that tomorrow. So you know, looking forward, right. definitely tune into ours tomorrow. Um, <laughs> And uh, make sure you, you, you listen there. But, you know, I, I, we can go back to the, the, the comments here. Um, interesting comment here from, uh, from John. He says, a treatment uh, must be effective enough to make us cough out the mucus. If That's rotting, walking, vesting, or nebbing. You have to find what works for you. I mean, what do you guys think about that? 100%.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. if you're doing a treatment and you're not coughing and it's yeah. not doing anything for you, it's a waste of your time if you really think about it, you know, like you really should be getting something out of that treatment every single time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means the vest isn't enough. You've got to add the huffing. You have to add the breathing exercises in while you're doing it or after you're doing it, because if you don't do that, it's really just, you're not really taking part in your treatments. So I think part of it is finding what method works best for you and you're going to be able to keep up with. But then there's another aspect of you have to actively take part in that treatment. And if you're not doing that yeah. and you're passively doing your treatments, you will not it's see the same work. results.
2: Yeah. Right. going to work. And sometimes you need someone, someone's help after you do all that to maybe pound on you to get it out. Yeah, so I've been doing like that, that lately. <laughs> I feel like that helps a lot. Just, especially if it's like maybe you have a plug or something that's just sitting there. If right. you have an extra hand, literally, help you, uh-huh. then it'll be, you know, you'll get it all out. Exactly. And then you'll feel it, amazing.
3: And to John's point, I mean, I think the studies are helpful. You know, there they're can be a great guide. They can be a great starting off point. But the truth is this disease, you know, that individualized care is sometimes needed. It's, you know, we're right, not yeah. all the same. Um, there are so many variables. So um, I think that's good insight.
0: You're definitely right. Um, All right, well, that's all the time we have for today. Remember, you can keep watching NACFC. If you haven't registered yet for the live stream, you definitely can, right? Mm -hmm. Just go to the website, right? It's NACFC or it's NACF. Conference dot org, NACF Conference dot org, and you can register for the live streams there. Remember, we're going to be talking about this all week, right? So we're here today. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow, and then again on Saturday. Um, so we have a lot you guys of going to Be on.
1: sick of us by the end of the week. <laughs> they, they
0: might be sick of us. Yes, they did. That, that's that is very, true. That is very true.
1: That's oh, very true. Sorry. Um,
0: but if you know if you see anything that comes up during NACFC, remember you can slide in our DMs and yeah. we'll talk about it. Maybe, even if you can't join the live stream, you want to right, talk right. about something specifically, make sure you hit us up and we'll we'll, we'll cover it during the next uh, session here. Uh, until then, I'm Gunnar Syason. That's Amy and the Salty Sisters. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.